We always have to do a little dance when we start here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. You can't stop me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, people. Welcome to another edition of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am Paulette Reese-Denis, and today I have a special guest, Molly Patrick from Clean Food Dirty Girl. And I'm so happy to have you here, Molly. Thanks for happy, having me. That's awesome. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited yeah. to talk with you. So, yeah. And I'm so glad to introduce you to so many of my people out there. Um, I've been following you for a couple years, and I love your messages. I love your blog posts. I love your recipes. <laughs> as, a, as a vegetarian vegan, um, and uh, someone I always tell my dancers, my clients, my students um, to think about their body as temple. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm loving what you do. I'm going to go ahead and fade out this fabulous song. And um, I'd love you to introduce yourself. And yeah. So yes. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anything specific? I cut you off already. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. So do your listeners, I, I should have probably asked this in the beginning, but if I throw, like I, I sometimes curse and I will hold my tongue if your listeners aren't used to that, but otherwise I'm just going to talk how I usually talk. <laughs> you just go as you go. All right. I love you. <laughs> Great. So um, I'm Molly Patrick, and I'm co-founder of cleanfooddirtygirl.com, and I help people eat more plants, um, that's the name of the game, and do it in a way that's really uh, non-judgmental and supportive and fun and uh, friendly and loving. And it's not always just about food, you know, because it's not just about food. Um, it's about mindset and dealing with the bullshit of life when it comes at us and how we kind of do that and stay on track and stay good to our body when that happens. So it's, it's, it's kind of a lot, but um, it's packaged into Clean Food Dirty Girl, and I've been doing this full-time since 2014 is when I really went full-time with my business and started to really put like 100, well... Put, I, I was putting like 80% in from 2014 until 2000 and uh, I want to say 15. And after that, I put 100% in after I quit drinking. So that's, wow. you can hit on that if you want to. But that's, uh, that's kind of who I am or what I'm doing in a nutshell. So, so tell me how you came up with the name. You know, it was one of those things. So we were bold vegan before. And I never really liked that name because I don't – I. You know, vegan to me, it's kind of a loaded word and it can, I, I'm not really vegan per se. I more am like an advocate for plants. Um, and so I knew that that needed to change at some point, but we were already in branded bold vegan for a couple of years. And so it was, it's a pain in the ass to change once you start <laughs> something. Um, but it, it was worth it. So I don't even know how I came up with the name. I mean, it, it was one of those things that just kind of hit me. And in a moment, I don't even know where, I wasn't even thinking about it. It just hit me. And uh, because, you know, I, I, I curse, I talk like a sailor sometimes, you know, it's not <laughs> terrible, but I do, and I'm not going to edit that out. Um, and so I thought it was a really perfect name for what I do because it's really clean food and I'm a really dirty girl. So it just kind of came together and I don't know where it came from. It just popped into my head one day. <laughs> Divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So... 
So you've been doing this for a couple of years and what were you doing before that? So I've been doing this full time since 2014, but um, before that I opened restaurants. So I was in the restaurant business for a while. Um, I did personal chef work before that. Um, I worked in restaurants before that. I did uh, photography is what I majored in. Um, I did photography for some time. So I, yeah, it's, you know, so a, a lot of different things that all were really helpful in this, but not necessarily, I couldn't plan it really. You know what I mean? But like looking back how everything happened, it was like, I learned so much from everything I did before this. And I think we do, right. Cause we were constantly learning and getting better and tweaking our skills. Um, but I really put a lot of what I learned in the past, my past kind of life before clean food journey girl to work in a lot of ways for this business, even though this was the first time I had done anything online. So our business is totally online and, um, which was, a, had a big learning curve for sure. Cause I had never been in the online space, but luckily my girlfriend and co-founder, um, she has been in the tech world for a long time. So she, she was able to like, you know, take charge of the website and all the technical aspects that I didn't, that wasn't in my skill set. Which is so important in doing this kind of online entrepreneur business, right? Yeah, no, it totally is. It's, it's a component that I was missing and that I would have had to either learn myself um, or probably a better option would, would have been to find a partner who was good at that stuff or hire somebody to help in the beginning set it up because there's a lot of bits and pieces of, of technical stuff that need to work together oh, to do what we do. And I'm somebody who's like, you know, I think in recipes and I, and I am good at writing, writing blog posts and being inspirational and, and doing all this other stuff. And I can't like, it's just not in me to like, you know, iron out those technical kinks. So it's really, really important. It, you know, and that brings up a really good point too, for the, the business women and business people out there watching us is, is, Sometimes we can make it look so easy. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're just cruising. We're writing blog posts. We're making food. We're dancing, whatever we're doing. And it's like, oh man, but you don't even know the stuff that goes on behind it to get this, yeah. to get this out, to get it clean, to get it beautiful, to brand it. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the viewer, uh, the reader, the customer, the client, they shouldn't know. I mean, it should be easy for them. Right. You know, they have no business knowing the shit that you have gone through and the, maybe it's chaos behind the scene, but if they don't know that, then good. You know, I'm all about being transparent and like, yes, life sucks sometimes and let's deal with that. But as far as like your brand and what you're offering, you don't want people to know the, the bullshit that goes behind the scenes because that's not going to help them. And that's, and it's all about them, right? right? This whole thing that I'm doing has nothing to do with me. This is all about everybody else. So if they can see just a very, uh, you know, clean kind of easy to use and easy to follow and easy to understand, um, interface with it in whatever they're using of ours, then, Hey, we've done our job. And it's, you know, it's not always been like that because we've tested different tools and different, uh, platforms and it's, it's all a big learning curve and we tweak as we go and new things are constantly getting better and coming up and, and old things are phasing out in technology, it, things change so frequently. Oh, so fast. so fast. Yeah. I also think it's really important to, um, for a lot of our people out there, when you are running your own business, you don't have to do everything yourself. You can't do everything yourself. You know, and, and it's why yeah. I, I love having a, a VA and I love having a, a web person who helps me with my web stuff. Because if I did that, I would never sleep. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's not your genius, it's not your job, you know? And I think that there are, I mean, there are certain things that we should learn how to do. Like there's some basic stuff. Like for instance, if you want to put, you know, put together like a poster or a graphic, like I think that you have to be smart how you're spending your money, you know, like instead of hiring a graphic designer for 90 bucks an hour, maybe get on Canva and see what kind of templates they have so that you can use your own stuff. So it's, I think it's about, you know, working smart and not hard, but also doing the stuff that you can do and the stuff that you really can't do to hire somebody who's really good at that yeah. and being able to do yeah. that. It's your time. You got to leverage what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Awesome. So, so tell me, I mean, you've been, you've, you're such a great advocate for plant-based foods and, um, that's why I've been following you and what, um, how long have you been vegan and where, what's your, what's your motive? Well, I think, I mean, I've been vegetarian my whole life. So I was raised by some hip, awesome hippie parents <laughs> and who, were, who were really clued up about food. And I was so fortunate to come to them. Um, more so my mom than my dad, but my dad kind of follows whatever my mom does. So he's kind of gets lumped together, but I, I, it was kind of from the get go. I was raised with, with, thinking about food and seeing food as medicine and seeing food as um, being really uh, to support you and, and not only this mindset of it's, it's more about prevention than it is about fixing something once it happens, right. you know? And so that was instilled in me from a, from a young age. And so I kind of, it was always, it was planted really early. And as I got older, I tried some different things, but ultimately I came back to this because just, just looking around and to see how many people are sick, how many people are on medication that's, not, that, that's from an unnecessary um, cause. You know, it's, it's so many of these illnesses and diseases that are happening now and unhappiness and unrest is from you know, lifestyle choices and food choices. And I just, it, it just pains me to see people suffering unnecessarily. I think that that's what it is at the root cause of it. And the fact that they don't know any better because they trust this system, this medical system, sure. this, you know, healthcare system to lead them down the right path. And it's just not, it fails, it fails people. And so that's kind of my, mm, at the end of the day, that's my thing. I really want to empower people to take responsibility for their health and for them to know like, hey, you don't have to fall apart as you age. You don't have to be on 10 medications by the time you're 60. You don't have to take medication if you have a high blood pressure. You don't have to take you don't have a statin. You, know, you don't need to take um, a pill for your cholesterol. You can do that with food. And so it's such a basic thing. It's like so obvious that it's like almost too obvious that people, that this society just there's no emphasis on prevention. It's always only like, okay, you're broken. Let's fix you up. There's no talk about how to prevent this shit from happening. So th that is what drives me every single day. That is incredible. <laughs> so yes. I mean, oh yeah. Well, we could talk about that for a long time. Um, yeah, it's really amazing. And I think just seeing my own family members going through that and, and my grandmother who had so many health problems and they were, you know, looking, looking, she's, she's passed now, but you know, I wish that I would have known then what I know now. And I, you know, and if I could go back and, and go to her house and live there with her and teach her this stuff, you know, to think so many of these things could have been avoided. And there's some shit that just happens, right? I'm not saying that a plant-based diet is a fucking miracle 
thing that's going to cure everything because it's not, but there's a lot of, a lot of health, you know, lifestyle related disease that it can play such a big, big role in. Um, so I think it's just such an important, um, message to get out there and not only that, but making it, you know, how, okay. So you have that information. That's all fine and good. Now what? Because people who are used to eating a standard American diet and all this shit, like, okay, well, that's fantastic. I want to change, but now where do I go? And so I really wanted to create a place that was very welcoming to, to those people who are new to all of this mm -hmm. um, and, and make them feel very supported on their journey and not only give them, you know, kind of like a blueprint, like here, this is what you do, but also a community for them to feel like they're not alone in this. So I think it has to have a little bit of all of that for change to really um, stick, you know, because it can be a, a scary transition. Right. Well, it's breaking lots of habits and breaking lots of like, cultural norms that have been set since you were oh, yeah. here. And emotional, you know, wiring and I mean, so, so many things. And food is a very emotional thing. And it's also breaking a lot of addictions. Hmm. Because, you know, the nature of, uh, you know, processed food and fast food and crap food is very addictive. So it's a lot of stuff that goes on when you kind of start that journey to clean shit up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember, I can remember becoming vegetarian when I was like 12. And my dad saying, no, you have to eat this meat. Blah, 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 blah. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, then I went off of it. And then I started again and I went off of it. And then it's probably been, I don't know, 17 or 18 years. Mm-hmm. Since I had to become gluten free and I chose to become vegetarian and now vegan. I, I you know, besides the, the, uh, the emotional and the spiritual aspect that is so um, prevalent for me as um, um, living with ahimsa, you know, no harm to any living thing, but mm -hmm. also just because I'm a dancer, for one thing, and my body is my temple. But everybody's body is their temple, whether they yeah. are a dancer or they dance through life. Um, just knowing how I feel and ultimately wanting to just feel good. Yeah. And, and not only physically, but also in your head and emotionally and spiritually. And, and that's such a big part of it. And you're right. We only have one body. That's it. That, that's all we're given. We don't get like an upgrade or, you know, we're not leasing this. So, um, you know, but I think that a lot of people don't, when, when they're treating their body, when they're not having much regard of what they're putting into their body, they're not thinking of their body like that because there's that dis there's a disconnect. And oftentimes it's only until we start treating our body better, do we start to get that. So it's almost like, and it has to be reverse engineered. And you know, and I, I certainly, I used to treat my body like shit. You know, I'm the first to admit, I mean, I, I abused alcohol for many years and I smoked so many cigarettes and I loved smoking cigarettes. Um, <laughs> I ate, you know, so much sugar and I just, even though I was vegan or vegetarian my whole life and vegan since 2008, didn't make me healthy, you know? Um, and that was always like a little thing in my mind. I'm like, well, I, I drink a lot and I smoke, but I drink green smoothies and I don't eat. <laughs> and that's really bullshit too. It's, it, that was, you know, an excuse for myself that I use quite often. But, you know, the thing is, you can start anywhere. It doesn't matter. You know, you, does, you can always start. And, um, and that's the thing. And once you start treating your body with respect, it just kind of, it's like it has a domino effect. And you see it in so many facets of your life that you weren't even imagining would show up. And through that process, then you really start to gain for myself anyways. I've really 
gained a tremendous amount of love and respect for my body. And I really do see it as a temple that I have to take care of and I have to love and um, nurture and nourish and, and be so thankful and appreciative for in all of its beauty and, and flaws or imperfections. Cause it's all, you know, we're all perfectly imperfect and, you know, um, so I really love to just have, just share that message with people and just kind of have people take it easy on themselves because we just hate on ourselves way, way too much. Oh man. Oh, I see it all the time. Just beat yourself up backwards and crazy. Yeah. And if, it, you know, if your best friends beat, you know, if most people's best friends beat them up as much as they beat themselves up, they wouldn't be friends with that person anymore. Right. Exactly. It's like, okay, you wouldn't take this shit from anybody else. Why are you taking it from yourself? You know? Yeah. It's important to think about. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was, oh, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a lot of stuff, isn't it? it, it it's, it's not, that, that's why I said in the beginning, it's not just about the food. <laughs> There's so much more to it. Right. Well, and you know, as a coach, I see that a lot too with, with women specifically, because that's who my, my, most of my clients are women. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's all about changing your state yeah. Then you change your story. Yeah. Yeah. You get rid of those limiting beliefs. Get rid of that past shit. You know, just yeah. Just move forward. You don't even have to think about that past shit anymore. You just have to move forward. And yeah, and it, but it's scary to do that, you know, because that means then you have to work on being a better version of yourself, and you know, and that may, means taking some responsibility, and it, that can be a really hard thing to jump start and to get going of letting go of that past story. Cause for a lot of people, they just hang on to it and it's like a comfort blanket almost. Right. Well, it's easy. So it's painful. You know, it's easy to stay where you are. It's, it's a, it's a habit to stay where you are, whether you're stuck or not, it's, it's can become a comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And change, you know, change is hard, but that, that, that's it. Um, but worth pursuing and worth doing, but it is, it's not have to be hard though. I mean, I think part of that's a mindset and part of it's mm -hmm. like, what is it you want? Deciding to do what you want, making those decisions, empowering yourself. Um, and then it doesn't have to be so hard. Yeah. And you're right. It is mindset because if you make up your mind, like I'm going to do this and you know, there might be challenges and bumps along the way, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it and go for it. Like all of a sudden it's not as hard, Yeah. you know? It's so, so yeah. It's like what my heart wants, what my body wants, what, what, what I'm desiring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your kitty cat is. is oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Hi, sweet pea. What is that going on back there? <laughs> she, we have these big glass windows, and she she always wonders when I'm out here. She's like, I can see you, but oh, why wow. can't I? Where are you? <laughs> I love it. So now you live in Canada? No, Hawaii. Hawaii. That's right. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. On yeah. what island? On the Big Island. Oh, nice. And you've been there for a while. We've, um, Luann and I have been here for just, it's coming up on a year, so we've not been here very long, but we, we love it so far. And it's, it's like the most rugged of the islands and it's, it's a, it's a very cool place to live. We both really are happy here. Right on. Yeah. We've been, we, we put it out there that we wanted to move here, but we knew that we wanted to like monetize our business and have our business be successful before we moved. Cause there's no, there's not a lot of jobs here. So we hustled for a few years and then we're able to do it. So, cool. so you've got, you've got um, uh, can you tell everybody like some aspects of your business that you do that you offer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have, um, okay. So in, in a nutshell, there's, there's like 
a few things. So the first thing is like just the, the free stuff, right? So I send out a Saturday email and that goes out every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And that is usually like some tips or stories or personal experiences of mine um, that, that usually send some kind of inspiring message that people can get out of it. And I also send out a new recipe. So I've been doing that every Saturday since um, January 2014. Woo. <laughs> so we have, so it's, if you sign up, you will get an email on Saturday. Even when I had a cat who passed away um, a couple, like a year and a half ago. And I usually write my emails on like Wednesday. So I'm not one of these people who are going to plan a couple months ahead. Like I, I just can't, I work better kind of under some pressure. And so I always write them just like a few days before they go out. And I was so devastated when my cat died and I was like, I can't, like, there's no way that I can write anything. Cause I was just a mess. And so I had my mom write one for me. I'm like, Aww. mom, you need to take over. Will you write something? Cause I can't do it. I was like, cause it has to go out. You know, I'm not going to like not cause it's been happening for so long and it's really important for me to be consistent. So that's, that's one thing. So that's, um, and you can sign up for free on my blog for that or my website. And then we have our private Facebook group, which is an amazing, it's, it's, you know, it's the best Facebook group, the best group out there of people. And the only rule is that you can't be an asshole. So, and, and you can't be a spammer. So you don't have to be vegetarian or vegan or anything. You just have to want to eat more plants or are interested in eating more plants. And then just don't be an asshole and don't be judgmental. Um, and you'll do great. So we have that group. And a lot of people really feel like that is their support group you know, that they can come to. And, and, um, so we have that, which is awesome. And then as far as paid stuff, we run a live five week course mm -hmm. once a year and it's called the five week plant-based reset. So that's like a five week live course that helps people kind of not only reset their palate, but also their cravings and reset why their, you know, their mindset around food and why, why are they eating and why, why are they make, you know, it's a whole kind of resetting the emotional stuff too with food. So by the end of that five weeks, you're going to be eating like ridiculous health, ridiculously healthy, but also have, um, would have built some kind of building blocks to kind of stick with it after that, those five weeks are, are done. So we offer that once a year. And then we offer a weekly meal plan. Right. So that's our plant fueled meal plans. And that comes out every Friday and it's, it's 20 bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. And that includes like the um, menu for the week, the grocery list with everything that you need down to how many turns of like black pepper you'll need. Um, <laughs> and then all of the batching recipes. So I have people batch or cook a bunch of foods on their day off. Uh, it'll be about two to four hours, depending on how quick you are in the kitchen. So you have all this beautiful food ready to go throughout the week. And then you follow the meal plans. And I tell you kind of how to put those things together to make really delicious meals in like under 15 minutes. Uh, you know, they'll take five to probably 10 minutes to whip your food together the rest of the week. Um, so that's kind of a, a blueprint. And each week is different. And um, it keeps you out of a food rut, keeps food stocked in your fridge, and it helps people really stay on track. And it shows them exactly how to do it. Um, so those are kind of the main, the main things and we're working on other things as well. Um, and, but those are, those would be like the core things right now. So how did you decide to do an online business? Well, I really wanted to, um, be able to work from anywhere. That was important for me. Uh, I didn't want to go to like a, 
a job. I didn't want to have to leave my house. I wanted to work in my pajamas. I wanted to be able to go on a trip and travel and still be able to work. So that, that was important. And then I also really wanted to have customers from all over the world. So why not? And I wanted people to be able to find support 24 seven. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted, like, those were all things really important. And then, of course, my partner, Luann, has been in technology, so she kind of had that skill set, and we just kind of decided to um, combine our skills and to, to put this online. And did you, did you do any studying before that about doing online business or business studies or? So I took, um, I took a course called B-School. And oh, I, I did that too. Yeah, yeah. So I went through Marie Forleo's B-School in 2014, and that was great. I, I found that really, really useful. It was kind of everything that I needed um, to get going. Yeah. Um, and I still use a lot of the, the, the stuff that I learned from that even today. Um, so, but that was, that was really the only one. I've also taken a uh, writing workshop from Ash Amberger of the um, yeah, yeah, Middle Finger Project. So I took that. That was like a, I think it was like a six-week course or something. That was really good. I love her. Um, and that, that was really it as far as the online business stuff. And then I, I just started, like, there's a couple people who I follow. So Paul Jarvis, I don't know if you know who he is. He's yeah. from Canada. I follow him and read everything that he puts out. He was really helpful in the beginning because he's really just no, no frills, no fuss, just, you know, have good content and be authentic and just, you know, you're not, you know, it's, you're probably not going to make a million dollars this year. And this isn't like the code to working, you know, 30 minutes a day and then get rich. But, you know, so he's really realistic about kind of building an online business. So there's a few people that I just really liked what they were doing and just started kind of learning from them and seeing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of good. It's, it's so fascinating. It is a lot of work. Yeah. And especially in the beginning, you know, it's a lot of work. And when you're not getting paid for it, um, it, it, you have to really love what you're doing because we were broke for a long time and we moved to Arizona. We both lived in the Bay area for a long time. And when we decided to do this full time, we moved to Arizona because it was really cheap to live and we had a little bit of savings. So we're like, well, if we can just you know, spend as little amount of money as possible while we're getting this going, then we don't have to take full time jobs. So we were strategic about it and we knew that it was going to be a couple of years, you know, of, of really building this before we saw anything. So, and in the beginning, it's so much work and you're busting your ass and you're not seeing any money. You're not seeing a lot of people who know who you are. You're not, you know, it's, it's a really, it can be frustrating. That's why you have to love it. Cause if you don't love it, it's like, what, what's the fucking point? You know, it's well, way too easy just to forget about it. I mean, you've got to. It, you've got to have that passion for it to yeah. climb into it. But, but I think yeah. it really, it shows in what you give to your people and what, you, what your service is, what your purpose is in a way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if it's not, if it's not something you love, then people will know. They'll detect the bullshit meter. You know, you, you think that you're doing something really good, but if you're not into it, if you don't love it, if you're not, if, if your number one focus isn't about actually helping somebody, mm-hmm then people will pick up on that and they're not going to probably be interested again. Cause well, it's obvious. I don't know. Have you read Simon Sinek? Uh, did he write? No, no. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the guy who wrote crush it. 
Yeah. What did Simon Sinek do? What did he well, write? Well, his main, he's, he's done some TED Talks and he has a book. His main thing is people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, his name is familiar, but I haven't seen any of this stuff. And uh, I mean, that's what I teach my students in my, uh, I have a certification program for teachers. Like, you know, if you don't love what you're doing, it, it's going to show and, yeah. you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And when, I mean, and that's the beautiful thing about doing, having your own business and, and whatever that is, cause you get to do what you love right. and you get to do it and you get to do it how you want to do it. And that was really important to me too, because I wanted to do this, how I wanted to do it. I didn't want anybody to tell me how to do it. Cause I had this other idea that maybe wasn't, you know, that maybe other, that I'm sure other people would be like, no, I don't want you using the word fuck at all. Like, what are you thinking? You're going to turn people off, you know? And okay, well then I have to do this myself because I, I don't want to get permission because <laughs> we all know what's best for what we see, you know, and what we want to build. Well, and it's surrounding yourself with, you know, um, another thing I love to say is proximity is power. So surrounding yourself with who are your people mm -hmm. and your people are going to not mind you saying fuck. They're going to say fuck right along with you. That's it. And then the people who aren't will be like, okay, you're not for me. And guess what? That's awesome. Cause there's a lot of other people that they can go, sure. see, go, you and know, get, get stuff from. There's enough room for everybody to do their thing. I Absolutely. Yeah. It's important to know as a, as a solopreneur, creative entrepreneur that there's a lot of people who want to do what I'm doing and they can do it, but they're going to be doing it their way. Yeah. That's it. Well, everything has kind of been done. Yeah. Right. Everything's kind of been done. And it's just, it's just what you, and that's one thing that I really, I think took away from B school. One of the best things I took away from Marie Forleo and just her thing is like, you know, people can, can do exactly what you're doing. But the thing is, is you're not the one, you know, they're not, you're the one doing it. And that's what's unique about any business as a person who's actually doing it because nobody else is like me. Nobody else is like you. So, and that's why it's so important to be authentic. Right. <laughs> and honoring, to really, honoring yourself, honoring your own gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not being afraid to put it out there. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or putting it out there in spite of fear, I guess, because we always have fear, right? So. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but but the more you do it, the more sure of yourself you are. And the longer you do it, it's like, well, I know why I'm doing this. And I know what I have to give. And yeah. Doing a lot of introspection um, to know what it is you're trying to say and why and who it's for. I mean, yeah, and, you learn, right? You know, and you might not, like, I didn't know that in the beginning. I think it was only until people started getting results. People started actually getting off from their medication and, and losing some weight or releasing some weight, I guess is the better way to say that, um, and getting healthier. And that's when I was like, okay, that's for me. And I was like, okay, I'm more confident. I know that, that it's okay. I can be really myself and, and help people. And, and that's, I think, when the traction kind of starts. Because um, in the beginning, when nothing's happening, you're like, is this even going to work? Are people going to be into this? Are people going to do it? Um, you're just so unsure. And then once you start getting that feedback, it's like, yeah, okay, well then keep on, you know? And how exciting is that? And it's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, I, uh, it's the best thing in the world. And that's something that money could, would never, that that's a satisfaction that, that money could never buy. Yeah. yeah. So if you, um, what would you have said or what would you say now that you've been doing this for a while, has been your biggest obstacle? What's been your biggest hustle? 
<laughs> God, where do I start? The whole thing. I mean, I, I, there's been so many times that I'm like, Luann and I have just looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing? We have to be insane to do what we're doing. Um, but I, you know, I think it, the whole thing is a hustle. The whole thing, every, the, the obstacles that we have now are, are different than the obstacles we had in the beginning, but there's just as many of them. And, and that's the thing I think that a lot of people don't, don't see because you can't really understand that until you go through it right you think in the beginning well if i have this many subscribers or if i have this you know x amount of people getting this or if i'm making this amount of money per month then it's like i'm going to be set and everything's going to be great and then you reach that and you're like well shit I, now it's harder like now there's a whole new set of things that i have to you know that is, is upon us now so i think that you know the biggest obstacle probably I don't know, man. I mean, I think that they've all been doable. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say that there's like one thing that was like, oh my God, that was so hard. I mean, the whole thing has been a challenge and a journey and, but ultimately you figure it out or you ditch it or you tweak it or you move on or you go back or you, so I think, I think it's important just to be flexible because there will be obstacles and, and to be flexible to tweak things and, and take whatever it is that you're learning and being able to morph that into something else and to learn from that and to grow and change. And I think one of the, one of the main things that really helped me is just to stay, stay in gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, to really for sure every day to look at what I'm doing and what I've done and where I'm going and to be so grateful for it and that helps me get through those obstacles instead of going oh shit i have to do this again it's like okay i can take care of this and we'll move on to this yeah it's i mean and we were talking about mindset you're right it is um and the mindset isn't around just let's eating better and everything else but that's about that's that's everything right and i i still catch myself and i have to remind myself okay the issue that i have today what a fantastic problem to have yeah, but right. i'm so grateful for this problem because I could be sitting there like we were, you know, in 2014 with nobody knowing who we are and we would have, we had no idea if this was going to work. Um, and so to be grateful for those challenges because it's ultimately, because you're going to learn something from it anyways. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I think the other part of that is to be, to get to that point where you can be grateful and grounded and kind of take things with ease and with grace, you have to really take care of yourself. That's, that's the key, you know, because if you're, if you're not in a place that's grounded and, and, and taken care of and looked after, it's really easy just to fly off your fucking handle and be like, ah, but if you're rested and you get good sleep and you take care of your body and you exercise, you know, once in a while and you do maybe a little yoga or meditation and you're eating right, not to say that you have to do all that stuff every single day, but if, if you take care of yourself, it is much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can, um, you know, maybe some people can, I certainly can't, but you know, the point is if you take care of yourself overall, then it will be so much easier to stay in gratitude and to be able to roll with the punches a little bit yeah. better. Yeah. And then that, that's the ultimate is like, again, what we said in the very beginning is feeling good. Take yeah. Yourself so you feel good. Well, it's like this, like think back. I mean, I have many hangovers that I can think back to, but it, you know, think back to a time you were really hung over. And the, the littlest things felt like huge obstacles, just getting out of bed in the morning and like going to work, you know, it would be like, oh, it's, it's enough to like, just make you mad and grouchy for no other reason. Right. And that's a perfect example of, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. Everything is harder, you know? Um, and that's, that's, that's maybe like an extreme example, but it's, you know, it's true when you feel good and energized and you're 
have a, a beautiful routine of taking care of your temple, everything gets easier. So um, what do you do every day for yourself? Okay, so it starts in, so my kind of routine is in the morning, I usually wake up about 5.30. And that's just the natural time that I wake up and I will wake up. The first thing I'll do is go out to my deck. That's overlooking a really beautiful jungle and it has like a stream running through it. Um, I'll just go outside and listen to the birds and just take a minute just to have some gratitude and just, uh, just be present. Um, and then if I am not, I don't do this every single day, but probably a few times a week, I'll do some sun salutations out on the deck or do some stretching then I always start with a big glass of really warm lemon water and just drink that down. Then I will make um, a big smoothie, green smoothie when I get hungry. Um, and then I'll go to work throughout the day. I'm sh I am sure to like take breaks and just to get, get out from behind the screen to go outside. Um, I'll do yoga, not every single day, but at least once a week I'll go to yoga. I'll try to go two or three times a week. And then I will, I'm, I'm sure to get a really good night's sleep. So I'll usually go to start winding down for bed by like nine o'clock and then I'll do my bedtime business and then I'll read a little bit and then I'll go to sleep. So that's kind of my routine. And I just keep try to, you know, I don't invite drama into my life. I keep things simple. Um, and it, it's, you know, looking at my routine and what I do, 10 years ago, I would have thought you are fucking boring as shit. Like you, you, and, and sometimes I think about that. I'm like, God, I've become so boring, but I've never been happier. But it's not, <laughs> it's not boring. That's yeah. Yeah. So there are those things that I have in my routine and that are really important to me. And I'll do those kind of wherever I am. Even if I'm traveling, there'll be some kind of aspect of my routine that I take with me. Yeah. I think it's so important. It's another thing that I teach all the time is to have that, that daily some sort of self-care, some self-awareness, self-love um, to get you going, to be able to take you through your day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it does, it kind of sets the stage, you know, for the beginning of your day. And then it kind of sets the stage for your then going to sleep and getting rested. So it's, yeah, it's really important to do that. But, you know, like, and I realize how fortunate I am because I don't have kids. And well, some people would say that's fortunate. Some people wouldn't, but I find that it is. Um, because all my time is mine and, and I, you know, have this business, I work from home, I live in a beautiful place. So it's, it, it's doable for anybody, but I know, but I'm very grateful for, you know, not having kids, not having to go to a job, um, and being able to just, I'm just really thankful. <laughs> you, but the thing is you have designed your life. Yeah, absolutely. That has been intentional. Uh, all from everything has been intentional. Um, as a solopreneur, I mean, that's so important, or creativepreneur, um, to really lay out your foundation and know what you want. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. don't know exactly where you're going to go and where you're going to be in five years, but you know what you can do now. Right. That's right. And I wrote down like this little list of things that I knew that I wanted. Like uh, I did this probably seven or eight years ago. And a lot of it had to do with just like... It wasn't even like money or business goals. It was just, you know, I really wanted to feel grounded. Mm -hmm. Like as it, like in my life, I wanted to feel grounded and peaceful. And I think I was attracted to that, those things at the time because I wasn't those things at all. Um, and so 
I knew that, okay, I, I need to, I want to strive for, for this. Um, and I don't know if you follow Danielle Laporte. I'm sure that you do since you know all, all the same people, but she's a big advocate of, well, how do you want to feel? You know, and then build your life around that. And I found that to be really, really helpful because we might not know exactly what it is we want, but we know how we want to feel and how we don't want to feel. Everybody knows that. And then figuring out what makes you feel that way. Yeah. Yep. And then all of a sudden just let life kind of manifest and co-create it, you know. Right. Beautiful. Bunch of woo-woo stuff. <laughs> I, hey, I'm practical and I'm woo. I can do it yeah. all. Yeah. 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 It's, good. Good. it's so, important to have that balance. <laughs> not good. There's, yeah. there's so much out there that's so exciting. Um, so that's great. Well, I love talking with you. Yeah, this has been fun. It's been awesome. I'm going to put all your information down below somewhere, <laughs> wherever it goes around okay. the video. And um, um, thank you for sharing your, your time with me and with sure. all of us and your, your thoughts and passions and obstacles and heart and hustle, man. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Would you have it any other way? No. I mean, that's the way to go. Heart and hustle. I think that it's, um, yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> and, and green, green stuff and plants, right? Heart, hustle and plants. Maybe that's right, the only thing. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Turn this because life will never be the same. When you make your choices, you make your, you, you follow your heart, your passion and you move forward. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for having me. It's been... thanks. thanks, everybody, for coming. I'm Paula Rissimi with Molly Patrick here today um, from Clean Food, Dirty Girl. And this is Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. Thanks for listening. And if you have any comments or questions, please put them in the comments below. We'd love to check it out, what you are thinking and what you're feeling about what we're talking about. And maybe it's time for you to make some changes or maybe you're right there with us. And that's really cool too. So, all right. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>